Welcome to 1989, Inside the Diary of a Wannabe Radio Announcer. My name is Benjamin Wosley. You may remember me from my work as Giggling Ben on Hamish and Andy. Hang on, stop, stop, everybody, stop. I think, I think Giggling Ben went to play, <laughs> went to play a crowd. Or even Bad Boy Ben with the Vixen back in the 90s. It's the PMFM Top 30 with Bad Boy and the Vixen and joining us from the UK really early in the morning. It's Billy. But way before any of that, when I was 19 in 89, I moved from the seclusion of my bedroom at my parents' house in Adelaide all the way to the isolated Western Australian mining town of Caratha to start work as a radio announcer at a little station called 6KA. My godmother gave me a diary to write down every momentous occasion and I actually did it. And now, 30 years later, I'm going to find out how weird... Arrogant, lame, self-absorbed, dorky, inexperienced and closeted the 19-year-old version of me was. To hold my hand while we navigate almost 365 days worth of embarrassment and to call in my family, my friends, people that were there, people that have known me for nearly 30 years, strap yourselves in. It's going to be an embarrassing ride. I'm Benjamin Wosley. Welcome to 19 in 89. Welcome indeed. Uh, reminding you, the year is 1989. Uh, we're about to get to stuck into another week of diary entries from Feb 19 onwards. But before we do that, uh, let's check out what music was charting this week in Australia back in 89. Of course, the Beach Boys 12-week run at number one finally came to an end. Kokomo is out of there as the proclaimers I'm going to be 500 miles replaced them. <laughs> yeah, sadly, it doesn't get any better at the tippy top. However, we also welcome new songs from Johnny Diesel and the Injectors, 1927, UB40, Rick Astley, Fine Young Cannibals, Paul Kelly and the Colour Girls, and the Pet Shop Boys. Hectic week, huh? It's an analogue world. There's no email or SMS. And if you want to talk to a friend, you have to go to a glass telephone booth. They were built by Telecom, who'd later become Telstra. But in Carafa, having a glass box sitting in 40-degree-plus heat isn't a good idea. It's like being a little oven. Uh, so to help the hot air flow, they actually replaced the glass around the bottom of the phone booth with that diamond-shaped metal security-type grill. Uh, it was still unbearable, so you'd talk with the door propped open in the hope it would provide some relief, but it didn't. My mum actually flagged that I used to take frozen bottles of water down there to try and cool myself down while I was in there gas bagging. Coming up, I'm going to wash almost every article of clothing I own. There's depression to deal with. I get free charcoal chicken to scoff, and I turn into a lonely cat lady, and could that rain be a hint of something much, much bigger and windier is on its way? To help me work through all of that and more is another person who turns up in the diary and goes on to become a lifelong friend of mine. Uh, let's have at it. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who is this? Who is that? MJ, Mary Jane, how are you? <laughs> hey, Benny. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. We should flag <laughs> that we did meet in Caratha. I was 19, you mm -hmm. were 14, and you're, the reference to you, the first reference to you in my life is in this week's worth of diary entries. Can't say it's mm -hmm. a huge entry, but it is in there. <laughs> no, and I think it's where my nickname came from as well. And really? how I was known, henceforth, Mary the Babysitter. Oh, yes. Okay. I, 
my career as a uh, babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 14, you were a babysitter that liked to ring radio stations and harass the announcers. Pretty much. I think my first call for you, I actually, probably to start with, it's because I had my own show. I don't know if you remember, School's Out. No, because I think that got, re- <laughs> that got replaced by the college show, which I really <laughs> Loved. <laughs> well, at 14, I, I was very experienced in radio, having uh, just, you know, popped into a studio for one hour on a Wednesday and talk all things high school. <laughs> but I actually called you because I didn't recognise your voice. And I called and said, I don't mean to be rude, but you haven't, like, back announced your name. And no one knows who you are. How are we meant to know who you are? And that's how we met. <laughs> yeah. I actually remember you saying, you won't be famous if you don't say your name. And I, I remember Look at us now. Yeah, we're not famous. Uh, <laughs> I also remember not saying my name because I was embarrassed mm. that I was putting my name to what I was doing. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I think that's the main reason I wasn't saying, hey, it's Ben Wasley on 6KA, because it's like, mm, then people will know how shit I am. <laughs> All right, should we uh, get stuck into this? Let's go. Let's go. I want to know all about it. I should say I'm so thankful that a 14-year-old babysitter that called me in Karatha in 1989 is still to this very day my friend. <laughs> me too. All right. Let's uh, – oh, I'm at the wrong page. Let me go back to uh, the 19th and uh, get started. This is from Sunday, Feb 19. I wrote this at 12.40 a.m. Well, today was anything but totally enthralling. Woke up at about 10.30, cats everywhere, because, of course, I'm house-sitting Jan Swan's house, and she had two uh, Devon Rexes that climbed and wandered anywhere they liked, including the kitchen benches while food was being prepared. (laughs) Uh, They were hungry, of course. Washed all my clothes except the ones I was wearing because they were all dirty. Had some brunch, then headed down to the station. Recorded David Rabbitborough show for Liz onto audio tape. Do you remember the David Rabbitborough show? No. Is that like a takeoff of David Attenborough, perhaps? I, I actually think it was. It was like a comedy show. Uh, and yeah. I feel like they used to take the piss out of politicians and things, but I, mm, I might have to Google that. I think that one was How Green Was My Cactus. Oh, that remember was that How one? Green Was My Cactus. Yeah. That Which still good. runs, apparently. All right. Well, someone I find out what the hell this. the David Rabbit Power show is because I ran it off onto, Liz, <laughs> onto audio tape for Liz, for Christ's sake. Uh, went home, had tea. No reference to what the tea was, so I can't press that button. Went back to the station after feeding the cats. Sat down at studio while Take 40 Australia was on. And I wrote letters <laughs> to Kathy, Janet, Emma and the Nelsons. Hi, guys. We'll have to post them tomorrow. At 20 past nine, my shift started. I was bored. (laughs) This house sitting on my own has really depressed me. Mum rang, had a chat to her for a while. That's about it. See ya. 12.44am. P.S. Two to six tomorrow again. You know that I used to catch a flight to boarding school with Jan Swan's son, Andrew, and we used to drink alcohol on the planes. Oh, my God. We were the same age and we used to fly ANZET and um, you could smoke in planes back then and we would, like, smoke and drink. (laughs) Hang on, is this when you're 14? Or this is, you're older then, weren't you? 15, 15. 15. Not much older, 15. What was Anset doing giving you alcohol? <laughs> no idea, and I'm pretty sure one of us was at least in school uniform. <laughs> <laughs> He was a he was a he was a Governor Sterling boy. He was lovely, lovely. Kid. Yeah, yeah, I do remember and, uh, that whole family. Yeah. Gorgeous. Well, I'm Beautiful. glad we got anyway, that we'll anecdote. Cut that bit out. Oh, can we not put that in? <laughs> okay, sure. Anset doesn't exist Sorry anymore. That. that can't be. <laughs> Just make an apology to your parents.
Sorry, mum. Sorry, dad. I <laughs> uh, love that. All right, well, let's uh, move on to Monday, the 20th of Feb. This is written at 12.59am. Hello, Jane, and whoever else is reading this. Bored yet? Bet you are. <laughs> I love that I preempted how shit I was. I got up early this morning, had to be at work at 10, got in at 9.45 or thereabouts. Oh, sketchy. Did some research on some of the songs I had to play from 2 to 6 so that I had things to say. No ads today. Very non-eventful day. Had lunch from Chicken Treat today, who gives us DJs, and then I've written in brackets, hate that word, free food, which is good. Why did I not take more advantage of that? This is the only <laughs> reference to Chicken Treat, and um, honestly, I love Chicken Treat. At that time, in Karatha, they would have only had three takeaway joints, Chicken World, Big Rooster, and Chicken Treat. Yeah, that there was, was no McDonald's, no Hungry Jacks, and I told Retina on the episode two about how we would drive the couple of hours to... Port Headland because someone used to fly up buckets of KFC every now and then. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a standard thing. If you were flying back to Carafa, you had to take KFC. It was just <laughs> <laughs> It's the crispy cream the, the of crispy the crispy cream. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Went on air at two, was slightly nervous, but not for as long. I'm slowly getting used to this shift. I'm doing it again on Friday too. Came home after shift and had tea. Wrote letters to Kerry, mutual community, and nobody else. I wrote to the health insurer? I don't understand what I was writing. Ha ha in capital letters. Well, see yous, 1.04am. I don't know why I was writing to the mutual community, but... Hi guys, I'm working up here in Karatha. Do you miss me? <laughs> Loser. Maybe they did. Probably. <laughs> okay, let's take in uh, Feb 21. It's a Tuesday. This is written at 12.36am. Yes, all right, here we are again. Me divulging all my daily activities to your prying eyes. Look at those grey hairs you've got from concentrating so hard. Presumptive. Woke up at 11.30 today, showered, fed the cats, watched the midday show with Ray Martin. Oh. <laughs> Went into work at about 1.30, booked in for a haircut tomorrow at midday. Had heaps of commercials to do today. Some of them were really great. <laughs> So you think. <laughs> Came home, <laughs> fed the cats, went back to work, did the last of my commercials, went on air at six. My shift went really well. Glenn came back with some tea, hamburger and chips. Thank you. Apparently, Cindy's moving out on Saturday with her boyfriend into their own house. So it'll just be Glenn in the house for two weeks and then just Glenn and I. It'll be weird. Oh, well, college show again tomorrow, in capital letters, boring. And two apostrophe marks, 12.47am. Does that bring back memories of your school show? <laughs> oh, well, I feel actually like we were axed. <laughs> I feel really sad about oh my that. my God, I've triggered we actually, her. <laughs> we did one really terrible episode, just going back just memory-wise, where we thought it would be a really clever idea to do like a remake. So we'd play the original and then we'd play the remake, I can't remember oh. what any of them were at this time. And it was just full of old mining dudes ringing up going, nah, the second one's crap oh <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> I love that you said we did one bad episode. I reckon most of them were bad. <laughs> well, that's the only one I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one that stood out as terrible to me, guys. Everything else was sterling. <laughs> All right, this is uh, Wednesday the 22nd. It's uh, 1.50 a.m. in February 1989. Today, I had to do the college show. Got into work at about 1.15 after going shopping and getting my hair cut at 12. 
set up ready for the college show at 10 to 2, waited, waited, and so on, didn't arrive until well after 3, got started about quarter past and didn't finish until 4, had ads to do, plus Cindy needed to do the regional news as well. I let her do the regional news. Because news is a priority, loser. <laughs> Went back to Jan's, fed the cats straight back to work. Bradley came over to the station and I let him panel for me for a while. Shift went well, but I'm really tired now. See ya, 1.54am. I keep having this, all these references to Bradley, who I have no memory of whatsoever, but tried to friend him so hard after five hours of hanging out with him. Do you know or remember him? I feel like I get Bradley and Mark Littler confused a little bit. Oh, yeah. He was a teenager oh, that I wanted to get into radio, but he wasn't. I remember Sean. Oh, see, I don't remember Sean. Uh, <laughs> don't just throw names um, at me. <laughs> sorry. I just, I've just thrown you. There was a guy who, and he, he kind of had like blonde, spiky-ish sort of flock of seagulls kind of hair and he drove a Fashion. white sports kind of car. Oh was that you. Mark Littler or was that... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't remember what Mark's hair was like back then. He does come up because he returns to the station in uh, future episodes. I can't wait yeah, to get into yeah. those. I just have no, no memory of who Bradley was. Oh, well, can't have been important. Uh, let's take <laughs> <Sorry>. in <laughs> Feb 23. It's a Thursday. This was written at 1.18am. Day off today. Didn't get up until 11.30 to 12. Mum rang up and I spoke to her. Mm, that's what you do, lose. <laughs> <laughs> she rang up and I hung up on her. Uh, watched TV and read for most of the day. It rained all day. Went down to the station at about 6.30 to do some ads. Guess what? There is a possible cyclone building just off the coast of Headland. So we could have a cyclone in a couple of days. Groovy, eh? Ugh. Shows me how much <laughs> I don't understand about cyclones. Uh, just have to wait and see what happens, won't we? Media party tomorrow at the Overland Disco. Plus, I'm doing drive, so I better go to sleep. See ya, 1.21am. I love all these media parties, which is just an excuse for uh, I love everyone. The Overland to... Disco. Oh. <laughs> what a venue. <laughs> I got caught in there by my dad when I was 16. Oh, my God. I love that this whole episode is all your <clears throat> teenage confessions coming I know. Out. Do you know what he said to me, though? What? He said, I won't tell your mum that you were here if you don't tell her that I was here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the best kind of parent bargaining ever. I'd leave for that. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Go, Dad. You are a legend. <laughs> All right, this is Friday, Feb 24, 1.34am. Great day today. Got up at roughly 8.30, ready for work. Jeez, that's early. Uh, washed the dishes while listening to the radio. The cyclone watch was now warning, so I rang Mum and Dad and told them. Went to work at just after nine. It was pouring down. Got soaked through just getting to the car and from the car to the station. We had a blackout and the transmitter was overloading. My shift was heaps hectic. Mega stress. There were so many cancellations to read and warnings, etc. We could have just run without songs. It was great. I love that I love it because it's all me and my voice. <laughs> When it was all finished, we were supposed to have a media party, so I went. No one from work was there, but I thought they were late, so I had a couple of vodkas, then went to the station. Glenn told me it was cancelled. <laughs> so I stayed for a while, then went home. See ya! 1.43am. I love that there's a media party. It's cancelled, but no one bothers to tell Ben. Just let him go, mate. He's a loser. <laughs> Oh, my heart breaks for you a little bit there. 
God. <laughs> Such a little loser. <laughs> All right, now, final entry for this week is Saturday, Feb 25, 2.48 a.m. Ooh, it's a lady. Well, today was interesting to say the least. Although I'm extremely tired at the moment, I'll go through the rigours of explaining it to you. Thanks, mate. (laughs) Sat around home for most of the day. Yeah, that sounds like extremely. Um, Bradley came over for a while, wrote some letters, etc. Went into work at about 10 to 5, put some records away, got ready for the request show. (laughs) Bradley came to the station to help with the putting away and finding of requests. I had a great time. We ordered pizza for tea. Mmm. Probably Australian or ham and pineapple. Some babysitter called Mary rang up to say hello. (laughs) Hello. And I didn't mention that she badgered me, told me to say my name, was really bossy. I was probably in tears. Just going, (laughs) stop. Babysitter called Mary called up to say hello. All right, move on with that. (laughs) And I got my usual call from Laurel, who just rings up to talk. Oh, Laurel. Bradley stayed until I knocked off, so I drove him home in Jan's car. I got home, read some magazines, watched television, and I've just finished making a Shazlik marinade for my tea on Monday night. I cannot wait. Night, 2.58am. Cute. I love my parents' Shazlik marinade. I don't know what that is. My dad had a butcher in the 80s, and he used to make this incredible... Um, marinade for um, steak and then put it on um, wooden skewers, little cubed bits, so like shazlicks. And ooh, oh. so good. It's like soy sauce, honey, secret herbs and spices, sesame seeds, delish. Beautiful. People used to fly from Melbourne to Adelaide just to buy meat once a month. It was bizarre. See, people from Karatha would have carried that in an aeroplane yes. had they known about it. While sitting alongside small school children pissed on alcohol and smoking, smoking cigarettes. And drinking. <laughs> MJ, thank you so much for doing this episode with me. My pleasure, Benny. I know there's many more references to you coming up, so we will definitely be having you back. And I think one of those cyclones turns into a real one and we definitely need to talk around that. We will, we will. Alrighty. Alrighty. Uh, In the next episode, Teenage Me isn't having a bar of anyone who calls me while I'm on air and bores me to snores over the telephone. I'll also get my bitch on with my co-workers, get pissed off because I can't find anywhere to record some commercials, decide to host my very first dinner party, and all my unfounded bravado will disappear in an instant when I find out I'm doing my first ever outside broadcast in front of actual people who probably don't give a shit about some guy who's going to be trying to do a radio show in the middle of a shopping centre. Such fun! Also, I'm all about helping to raise Indigenous voices in every episode of this podcast. And this time around, it's all about the brilliant book from Bruce Pascoe called Dark Emu. It's such an amazing read. Uh, Bruce has gone through the journals and diaries of all the early settlers and explorers living in Australia to actually build a picture of what this country looked like when the first fleet arrived. It's basically giving us an amazing insight into the agriculture, engineering and building construction that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people had. It is a mind-blowing account of how beautiful this country was before colonisation. There's even a kid-friendly version for younger readers, which is called Young Dark Emu, A Truer History. So search it out, give it a read. It's Dark Emu by Bruce Pascoe. Promise, if you pick it up, you will enjoy it. There's a new episode of the 1989 podcast every Monday, Friday. Uh, I need to say thanks again to the enigmatic DJ Dirtbag for our theme tune. And props to Jezalenko for all his mad skills creating the little food and writing sound effects, the diary stages and stuff. You're the boss, Jez! 
Uh, if you're loving this podcast, please help me out by sharing it with your friends or give me a subscribe and a review too. All of it helps. I'll be totes grateful as well. And until next step, I'm, of course, loving it from here. Check it out. See ya. Bye.